Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey friends, I'm going to talk today about what I'm going to call result surprise. It's a phenomenon that I have named result surprise. It's literally when you are surprised by the results that you are getting in your business. So result surprise can happen in two ways. It can happen in a positive way where you're pleasantly, delightedly surprised by the results you're getting in your business, which is great and rarely a problem. Well, actually, there might be something to dig into if you are, if you are continuously pleasantly surprised by your results and you don't know why it's happening, then there might be some awareness work to do there. Probably actually a lot of awareness work to do there. But today I would like to focus on, for lack of a better term, let's call it negative result surprise. You have a result in your business and you're not sure why it's happening. You're taken aback that it's happening. You think it shouldn't be happening, but in a way where you're genuinely confused that the result that you have is the result that you have gotten. So I hear from lots of coaches about their own result surprise. And they will usually tell me things like, you know, I've done this, I've done that, I've been doing all of these things consistently, and I've and they'll tell me all the things that they've been so busy with, right? And then they'll tell me, but I still don't have anybody reaching out. I still have not made the money I want. I'm still in the same place I was last year. I've invested here and I've done this work and da, 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 but I still don't. And I think there are lots of people who don't have the results they want yet, but, and they could even be like frustrated about it, but they're not surprised. But today I really want to focus on the times when people feel genuinely surprised because their expectation of what the results should be is not matching up with what is turning up in reality. So result surprise happens very simply for one of three reasons that I have identified. And I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts on it. So if you hear this episode and it's making you think, you know, tag me on social media and let me know your thoughts because I'm, I'm really curious. So here are the three reasons that result surprise happens is that number one, there has been an over-focus on action. Number two, which is very much related to number one, which is because you've been over-focusing on the actions that you're taking, there has been what I'm calling a belief negligence, okay? A belief negligence is when you are ignoring, neglecting, not bringing full awareness to how your beliefs, that is to say your thoughts, right, are operating underneath the actions to influence your actions and then hence the results, right? So number one, over-focus on action. Number two, belief negligence. And number three is what I'm going to call expectation error. Okay. So I'm going to talk about these one by one and they're all relatively simple ideas, I think. So over-focus on action, like I said, is literally what it sounds like. It's when you think that your work in business, your work in creating the results that you want in your business happens as a result of the actions that you take and you 
you know, lots of coaches who report results or price to me, when they talk about it, it's very clear to me that they have been very, very action focused, that they have this long list of to do's, right? Like I, I do this post, I, I did this training, I created these freebies, I posted three times a day, I all these things, I did these. And what that reveals is the belief that the action creates results. Right. And the problem with over focus on action is that number one, action creates results. Yes. But in the way that the action, the action is almost like a carrier of the belief that is motivating the action. And so the, whatever the result of the action is, is a reflection of the belief that was fueling and motivating the action. So let me give you an example because I think that sounded really abstract. So let's say you have the thought about your business. It's not working, right? It's not getting me the results I want. It's not working. You have that thought. You believe that thought. You don't question it. It just feels like a fact. It's like you're just reporting the news to yourself. You're telling yourself it's not working. And because you believe that it's not working, you try to fix what you think is the problem of it not working by doing more action. So, oh, so I've been doing, I'm just making this up as an example, but I've been doing one post a day and it's not working. So I'm going to do one post a day and plus do a live every other day to make it work because one post a day wasn't working because my business isn't working, right? So you added on the extra task, the extra action of going live, but what is motivating that extra action that you're taking is the belief it's not working, okay? And when you're believing that it's not working, you might feel the emotions of confused, insecure, uncertain, and then you are carrying all those feelings of uncertainty and confusion and insecurity into the action that you're taking into, let's say the live that you're doing into the pre- preparation of it and the delivery of it and your evaluation of it. What's pervasive in all of those actions might be your feelings of confusion and uncertainty. Okay. And, and the result that you might get, again, this is just an example I'm making up, but this happens a lot. I see it. The result that you get from taking action from confusion and uncertainty and insecurity might be not that much, right? Because why would that be effective, right? Versus if you were to add to to your list of marketing tasks, say, okay, I'm going to decide to do an extra live. and But that same action, let's say, was motivated by a very different belief, very different thought, okay? Say something like, what I have to offer is so valuable and I want more people to hear it, right? Let's say, then you have the belief, what I have to offer is so valuable and I can't wait to get it out there. Then when you go live with that thought, what that thought, the emotional feel that it creates is certain and confident, right? And you might even be feeling generous because you're like, yeah, I have this great valuable thing and I'm showing up with it so I can be helpful to other people. So then you're feeling confident, you're feeling generous, you're feeling powerful. And then from those emotions, the live that you're going to do with those emotions, very different from the live that you're going to do while feeling uncertain and confused about your business. And it might be the same topic, 
It, you might even talk about the same points, but the effect is going to be very different. You're going to carry yourself differently. You're going to just, you're just going to show up differently because you're taking the same action, but from different beliefs. So when I say over-focus on action, it's you're only counting your actions by like the volume of action. I did this, I did that, right? As opposed to looking at the quality of what is animating the actions. And when you are over-focused on the action, what that does is that it keeps you very busy, obviously, because when somebody is in that mindset, they think the way to solve any problem is by adding more action or by changing their course of action, right? So I see coaches doing this all the time where they do decide on a strategy and then they don't immediately get the results they want. And then they decide that the problem was the actions so that they go ahead and change all the actions that they, they think something else might be the solution. And as soon as somebody, they see another ad for another whatever strategy or a program, they think, oh, maybe that's the missing key. And then they go and change up their entire course of action and on and on and on, right? It's like a lot of, of changing their actions as well as it's actually like one or the other or both, like either changing their actions a lot or adding more actions because they think the problem was not enough. So all of this keeps you, like I said, very busy, keeps you uncentered. It keeps you, in most of the cases that I've seen, it keeps you kind of annoyed and resentful at the whole thing because who wants to be like doing more all the time? So you want to be wary about when you are in when you are over-focusing on action because you think that is what creates results and you're not looking at what's underneath the surface, okay? So the second thing is belief negligence. And like I said, this ties into over-focus on action because most of the time people neglect to look at belief because it's like so much easier. It's like, it takes less thinking. It takes a lot less awareness to just think about the actions because they're visible from the outside, right? Like it's obvious when somebody's doing an action versus not, versus it's not quite so obvious what they're believing. So I would say most cases that I've seen, most coaches fall into this pattern of neglecting to look at their beliefs, neglecting to bring awareness to them, neglecting to create active acceptance of them, neglecting the work of changing them, taking responsibility for for them so that their beliefs are actually creating the results they want. So when I coach coaches who have been in action over focus, and I ask them to, for example, write down a self-coaching model or just do a, a thought download and look at their, you know, the beliefs that are causing their actions they're usually surprised. Like, I mean, but I just said all that. And if you're like, I'm not sure what that means. It's basically just taking inventory, taking stock of the habitual thoughts that run in your brain as you are working on your business. Right. And lots of people, and you know, myself included, because I'm, I'm human and I have a human brain that likes to just like be negative and point out everything that's wrong all the time. Right. It can, a lot of the the self-dialogue that's running in the back of our minds could be, I don't understand, this is confusing, it's not working, like nobody's paying attention, this is hard, da-da-da-da-da, right? And it's 
a problem when you don't have awareness of how much sort of, you know, I hate using the word negative because I just don't like the binary between negative and positive. It's like, it feels like judgmental in a way that's not helpful, but just for now, bear with me. For lack of a better word, I'm going to say negative self-talk, by which I mean the the kind of inner dialogue that does not, it's not necessarily helpful. It's not useful towards where you want to go, right? So if you've been thinking, like a lot of people who think, I've been doing everything right, or I've been doing so much, why, is, why am I not getting results? They're usually far from having adequate awareness of how much negative or defeated or confused self-talk is running in the background, right? They might get hyped up in moments of belief and, you know, and then say, oh, like, yeah, I'm I'm making a difference. This is working. Like, this is, you know, I'm going to get the results I want. I feel aligned. I feel confident. They might have moments of feeling that way, but then they get so attached to when they feel that way, that they kind of forget, they check out of being aware of what's happening in their brains the rest of the time. Cultivating awareness without judgment of the dialogue that's happening in your mind is one of the most critical skills you can cultivate as an entrepreneur because they truly determine so much of your results, if not pretty much all of your results. I'm almost rarely, I'm almost never surprised. I would say 99% of the time, I'm not surprised in a negative way about the results I'm getting. Like I'm never taken aback by a certain result I got that I would have not preferred because I'm always so aware of all the work that I have to do in my brain to to be aware of like, what's, what are all the shitty stories? Like what are all, what's all the shitty programming that's, that's running about how there's not enough and I'm not doing it right. And da, 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 right. It's kind of a bummer when I'm aware of all of it, but also it gives me power over all those thoughts because only when I notice that they're there, I can begin to just begin the work of accepting them and kind of bringing you know, acceptance and compassion to them so that I can begin to like talk to that part of myself in a productive way. You cannot have power over what you are not aware of. If you're not aware of the beliefs, the thoughts, the emotions that are animating, that are fueling your actions on your business, you do not have the power to change them. And by beliefs, fueling your actions. I don't mean anything fancier than just you taking a piece of paper and a pen or you sitting down on a computer and typing, being able to type just what is on your mind, like stream of consciousness. One of the simplest and the most powerful awareness exercises that I recommend for people is to just start to write down. For example, I I would say somebody comes to me and says, you know, I haven't signed a client in a month. And I would say, I would ask them like, why? Like, what do you think is the reason that you haven't signed a client in a month? Right. And they will tell me all the reasons. I will make them write it down. Right. And all the reasons that they think is the reason they will reveal what thoughts they were having the entire time that created that result. So if I say, okay, write down why you think you haven't been able to sign a client in a month, you know, they might write down thoughts like, because like my niche isn't working, 
there aren't enough people in my audience who are interested in what I have to say. My copy isn't just, isn't quite good enough. I'm not consistent enough on social media, da, 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 da. And they will just list all of these reasons of what they think is wrong with their, with their businesses. And none of it will be a fact. All of it will be thoughts, unquestioned thoughts that get noticed once we write them down. But if you're not bringing awareness to them the whole time, they are running your mind. The thought that I'm not consistent enough, that's like a belief that you have about yourself that's entirely optional, that probably creates emotions of like inadequacy and shame that you feel like you have to fix. And then that is coloring your entire experience of showing up to work on your business. So here's the simplest technique that I recommend to you. It's hardly a technique. You just write down, why don't you think your business is working? Why do you think that you don't have the results that you want? And then your brain will just go to town with all the stories about what is wrong and what is not enough and what's not, you know, like you will have all the excuses. You will have all the, your, your brain's most familiar go-to issues, right? Like, oh, I'm not being supported enough. Like I, I can't afford the training program I want. Da, 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 da. Like there's, you know, I don't have enough followers. Like it'll just give you all the excuses. There is your work. Those are the beliefs that are creating your results. Those beliefs are in your brain all the time. They are creating emotions all the time, and sometimes in a more pronounced way than others. I'm not saying that these are the only thoughts that create your actions. Cause like a lot of times when I talk about belief awareness, I also get pushback. Like, but Simone, like those aren't the only thoughts I have. I also have a lot of positive, you know, powerful believing thoughts. And, and listen, I don't doubt you. Of course you do. Right. And that's why a lot of what's happening in your business is also working, but. I'm not saying that there are no useful thoughts that you don't have any productive, powerful results creating thoughts, but let's bring the rest to light so that we can start to work with them. Because again, you do not have power over what you are not bringing awareness to. Okay. So awareness of your beliefs, awareness of the default, unquestioned, unconscious thoughts that are running in the back of your mind that is creating creating the fuel when you work on your business that are creating the results that you are getting right this is such important work that's why these two go in a pair over focus on action and belief negligence stop looking looking at all the actions that you're taking they don't matter i mean they matter but they matter in so far as how they become a vehicle right? How they carry the effects of your beliefs about your business, about your world. The third thing you can think about in terms of how to correct, um, how to get out of result surprise is to consider where you might be making an expectation error. Okay. An expectation error is simply when you have an erroneous wrong expectation for what should happen because they're used to the way things work at, you know, the conventional workplace or in school, they have an inaccurate, uh, simply erroneous idea 
an, an erroneous accounting of how much, for example, failure and rejection it takes to get your business first off the ground. So for example, if you talk to a professional, uh, what do you call those people who make sales calls for a living? I guess salespeople. <laughs> I've, I've talked to several, you know, professional salespeople whose jobs is to make phone calls to make sales on behalf of companies, right? That I don't know the exact math. I don't know the exact numbers, but something like, you know, for every sale, you have to make like, you know, 95 calls that end in a no or something like that, where they just have an expectation that it takes like 95 no's to get to a yes. So they'll just pick up the phone and keep making the calls, keep making the calls until they get to their yes. Right. So if it's not exactly 95, just bear with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever their number is. The idea is that the, they have an expectation of what it takes to create a yes that is informed by lots and lots of experience and just an awareness of like, yeah, that's what it takes like in the industry. I think a lot of newer entrepreneurs or even you don't even have to be a new entrepreneur. You can be an old entrepreneur who's been at it for a long time. But if you haven't kind of faced the music of like, oh, I thought it would take this much work, this much failure, this much rejection, this much trial and error to get to a win. But it could be that I was wrong and it actually takes five times as much. I have also used a different analogy to describe this point. Like, you know, it's like trying to build a house with 30 bricks when you actually need like 500 bricks to build a house. And for whatever reason, you thought you only needed 30 bricks. So you brought 30 bricks to the construction site. And no matter what you do with those bricks, you just cannot seem to build a house, right? And you're like, oh no, what is wrong? Are these bricks wrong? Like, am I stupid? Like, is this blueprint flawed? Like, what is happening? Why can't I build this house? And it's like, listen, go back to the brick shop and get way more bricks. You just need way, way more bricks than that to build a house with. If you had the requisite number of bricks, you could also easily build a house. You just don't have enough bricks yet. In so many instances, like that is what is happening, right? You just get started and you, I think people get the erroneous idea from watching what it looks like other people are producing from the outside right? Like other people look like they're having overnight success. Other people look like they're taking less time, less effort, less failure, less emotional risk, less financial investment, less whatever than you to create the results you want. Again, that's how it appears from the outside. And so, and then that can kind of feed into your expectation error. Like today I am the queen of marketing, the queen of copywriting. I convert like crazy. Everybody wants to pay me so much money and people see that. And what they don't see is the years and years and years of having zero visibility, having incredibly little effectiveness, effectiveness in my copy. Nobody reaching out to me after like dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of, of, of attempts to make my work known and to convey to other people that I have something valuable to offer them. Countless, like giant mountainous piles of things that I have produced and, and put out into the world and shared that nobody noticed. Like people don't see that, but I was there. <laughs> I know that's what it took, right? And so if 
somebody wants, if they have no background in terms of building a coaching business and they see me and they think, oh, like I should just be able to create what the levels of, you know, effectiveness that Simone is creating just by working at it for a month, you know, I'm going to say probably not, (laughs) right? There's of course ways you can shorten the learning curve, right? That's why creators and teachers like myself, we create programs out there like for example, joyful marketing that really, really shortens the learning curve. But learning the the shortcuts and really the shortcut really is learning how to manage your mind. And shortcut is like knowing how to have the kind of relationship with yourself where you can show up feeling the way you want to do in a way that creates authentic connection, in a way that creates true power to influence, right? Like all of that you can learn and Knowing the value of that is completely different from being feeling entitled to a result without learning what you need to learn, right? It's like so many people are tired of failing when they have the belief that it should take less failure. And it might seem like a bummer to think that you have to fail so much more or that you have to, I don't want to put the emphasis on failing because it's not really about failing, it's about learning right? There's usually so much more that you have to learn in order to make something work to the extent that you, that you want to, but then you can think that it's a bummer or you can, there's an odd kind of freedom in that I find. It means I'm off the hook for having to to figure it all out correctly the first time. If I just accept that there might be a lot more fucking learning involved (laughs) before I get to the result I want, then I can actually start to enjoy the process of learning. I can start to enjoy, like if you genuinely like come to peace with the fact that there's so much learning to do and that the result is inevitable, it's completely available to you as long as you've learned everything that you that you needed to learn, then you can just like relax and enjoy the learning. It's like, all right, let's do another experiment. All right, let's take some more action. All right, let's examine my beliefs. Let's like do the work for the next piece of learning. I think there's so much more satisfaction in chasing the learning over chasing the result because when you're chasing the learning, one, you get the enjoyment out of it, the the pride and the satisfaction of it. And secondly, when you're focused on that, the result kind of happens by itself. But you do have more power over it to try to tweak the variables and to begin to see different results where you're like, oh, I understand how I created that, right? That's what I want for all of you. Okay, I hope that helped, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.